Welcome to Hold Up, the podcast where we watch our favorite rom-coms and decide whether they hold up. I'm Carrie Gilbert. I'm Allison Gilbert. And this week is our 100th episode. We've been doing this for 100 episodes. We're pretty sure. Don't quote we us. Hope. <laughs> we hope. Don't don't fact check it. Um, I like that we pretend that we have like fans dedicated enough to like fact check how many episodes Definitely we have. East 100. Like the thing is like this could be like 102 and we counted wrong. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway. So for our 100th episode, we did something we swore we'd never do, and that is talk about Mamma Mia. I mean, I talk about Mamma Mia every week. We're gonna, It's our main topic, though. It is. Yes. You mentioned Mamma Mia at least once an episode. Um, it is movie. not a rom-com, really, kind of, sort of-ish. It's as much of a rom-com as The Birdcage. It's as much as a rom-com as a lot of, or Bridesmaids, you know? There is sure. a romance. There are several romantic plots. Who's the father of the baby? Are Amanda Seyfried and Dominic Cooper gonna get married? Are Pierce Brosnan and and Meryl Streep gonna do it? Like, we'll get to it. But the Amanda Seyfried, Dominic Cooper, are they gonna get married? Was but but a blip of a plot point. But a blip of a plot. We, but the, we the plot point is like, who's so the father quickly. of the baby? Yes, the baby who's Amanda Seyfried. Yeah. All right, Allison, give us our details. When did this come out? didn't even look it up it came out in 2008 you want to know how i know that because while i was watching this movie i was like mana seafred she's like been married to a guy for a while but like i feel like in her like dating girls prime she like dated a lot of hotties so i went to who's dated who obviously and looked at who she's dated and there's a little footnote that says in 2008 there was a rumor that she like briefly had a a fling a hookup with Alexander Skarsgård and I was like you're telling me that this woman while in Greece just being hot on a beach she hooked up with her co-star son I absolutely hope that rumor is true because I adore that for her I love that for her I also think she dated Dominic Cooper while they were making this movie which makes sense because at one point in the end where they're just like dancing in the credit sequence which is my favorite part they like kiss and it just feels natural. Like it doesn't feel like Pierce Brosnan and Meryl Streep aren't like randomly kissing each other. Yeah, they do. Not in the dance sequence at the end. At one point, Meryl Streep smells um Stellan Skarsgård's armpits. Cause I was like, these people are all they're always drunk as fuck. Um, there's a part on the beach scene where Amanda Seafood's eyes are glossed over. Yeah. I was like, I I absolutely like, can you imagine? Cut to the Julie Walters quote that's like, I don't want to work again unless we're making Mamma Mia 3. Like, she just wants to be drunk. But like, Amanda, like, this is truly like Amanda Seyfried in her prime. Her tits look amazing. She is like at, at her peak and she's just hooking up with her co-star's hot son. Her boobs are so good. Like, I forget, like, there's the joke in Mean Girls, which I think we're doing next, so we're just gonna Amanda Seyfried month. But where she where there's the mean girls joke where her tits can tell the weather i'm glad i'm glad we're videoing this episode so you, people could just see me like feel myself up um but then i was watching this movie and i was like they're just absolutely gorgeous anyway this movie came out in 2008 was directed by, by felinda lloyd and written by katherine johnson and holds an absolutely uh insulting 55 percent on rotten tomatoes too low uh, male critics don't understand things Allison, you, like we said, talk about this movie once a week. What is it about this movie that you love so deeply? Really, really joy. I, it's just like, it's 
really, really joyful. There's no, the stakes are abysmally low. Like, she's like, I want to know who my dad is, but we'll probably still get married anyway. Like, <laughs> it's just, the stakes are so low. It's just joyful. There's a reason, like, people love ABBA. If you've ever been to an Irish wedding, you know, like, it's just fun. It's just pure, unadulterated, like fun. And you can tell that, like, we're joking about like how they were all wasted making this movie. Maybe they were, maybe they weren't. But like, what I do believe is they had fun making this movie. Yeah. It just, like, I don't know. Not everything has to be serious all the time. Like, why yeah. don't we just allow things to be like joyful and happy and ridiculous and like colorful and sparkly? And it's like very, very feminine and very euro trash is not the right word but like it's like very like over the top it's it's like a eurovision performance it's like a eurovision performance it feels like you're at a gay bar when you're watching it (laughs) like like and not to dive into this right away but like why don't we respect things made for women and gay men the same way we respect things made for straight men like do I think this movie is the greatest movie ever made? No. Do I think it is like, do I think much like Practical Magic, the 55% is misunderstanding and also sexism? Yeah, I do. It's also the difference between like a well-made movie or like a good movie and my favorite movies. You know what I mean? Like, yes, like, but I would also argue that this is a well-made movie. Yes. And we'll get into that. But like, did Meryl Streep win an Oscar for this? No. But am I re-watching with some frequency Sophie's Choice and Kramer versus Kramer? Absolutely not. Do I re-watch this? Actually, to be fair, and this I know that's our Patreon episodes, so we won't get into it, but like I rewatch here we go again more than I rewatch this. Um, Me too. Uh strong or um controversial opinion. I like here we go again more. I do too. Also controversial opinion. I th- think it might be a better movie but join us in the patreon to have that discussion um so like just because something is first of all we've talked about this before i you don't know that we have to like get into a whole dissertation about it in this particular episode but like what is deemed oscar worthy is like a whole issue in of itself but just because a movie is not you know oscar worthy quote unquote doesn't mean that it's not worthwhile and valuable and oftentimes like more rewatchable also like you know there part of the reason Meryl and I well there's going to be bleeding into here we go again but like part of the reason that she didn't do the second movie is because this she talks about like this being one of the hardest things she ever had to do because she's like her energy level is high the whole time she's singing she's dancing she's like flying quickly between like basically every emotion in the human spectrum and she's fucking Meryl Streep so it's all perfect believable and even in like the like she has these really like over-the-top absurd moments leaning into the absurdity of this movie but then she has these hugely emotionally grounded moments where how how are you crying during slipping through my fingers fuck if I was not prepared for watching slipping through my fingers after being a parent because this I'm is certainly a parent and i watch slipping through my fingers and think about my cat i mean 
I have not watched this since becoming a parent. And I all of a sudden was like, wow, I'm not. I was not emotionally prepared for for what just happened. Because Um, one day you're going to paint Theo's toenails um, as he gets ready for his Greek wedding when he was a little baby. To be fair, when both of them were little babies, but specifically Theo, for some reason, um, I would sing the Amanda Seyfried version of Thank You for the Music to put them to sleep and he would snuggle and sleep. And instead of the line, uh, I feel so lucky. I am the girl with golden hair. I would sing to him. You are so lucky. You are the boy with golden hair. And then he goes yes. snuggling and falls asleep. <laughs> um, anyway. So like, this is not in any way to like belittle Meryl Streep's Oscar truly like the, the performance she's won an Oscar for, but like, it's not like she wasn't doing some like, some shit in this movie you know well, and what I also mean? like this movie is ridiculous and it is over the top and it is absurd and so there's a reason that like three main adult women like amanda seifert assign although like i also think amanda seifert is a very good actor which we can get into but like the three like Mar- the donna and the dynamos like she and her best friends the women doing the most ridiculous stuff are like three incredibly lauded actors like you can't have bad actors doing that mm-hmm even the men, like the, you can, I guess, in all three of the men's case have bad singers doing that. But like, <laughs> also like controversial opinion, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother it, me. It, it does I not do bother not me. First of all, Pierce Brosnan gets way more flack than the other two when let's not pretend like Skellen Skarsgård or Colin Firth is belting out winners. Like none of those I men actually in this fucking rewatch- note. So I have long been a Pierce Brosnan is the worst singer of the three of them. It's Firth. Die Hard. It's Firth. Also, the only reason people talk about Pierce Brosnan more is because he's the male lead, so he sings more. The right. Other and he has so less singing to do. But here's what I decided about Pierce Brosnan is that I don't fucking care because, first of all, the man ages like a goddamn fine wine. And second of all, he he is a fantastic actor. Like, I think Pierce Brosnan kind of gets lost in like the action star of it all and like the James Bond of it all but like he's inc- he is like very good actor first of all incredibly charming but then in the scenes with Meryl Streep like he he's keeping up with her you know like yes he is not out acted by her no not at all he is out well but like so he's all out of sung by her sure but like but like I all the men are outsung, except for Dominic Cooper. Like all the men are outsung by all the women. Yes. Like it's literally Christine fucking Baranski and Amanda Seyfried who are singers, and then like uh, Julie Walters and Meryl Streep who are actors who can sing. Like, and then it's like those three guys who are all actors who can't sing. <laughs> like, right. But also, I don't really care. And you need good actors to ground the ridiculousness. Like. Meryl Streep and Amanda Seyfried are having, I pronounced her last name 8,000 different ways. I mean, I'm never, none of them are correct. Um, they're having like real mother daughter fights that you believe. And then like also wearing glittered bell bottoms and singing um, like, give me, give me, give me a man after minute. Like the way like both work is very good writing and directing. It's a good movie. There are some shots that are really beautiful. Like, yeah, there's some uh, absolutely absurd like, green screen shit that green. happens in this movie, but I don't care. Um, it's like a Skellen Scarsgard Amanda Seyfried scene where I'm like, oh, you're in a green screen. 
I literally was like, what is happening with her face? Like, she looked like an, an uncanny valley in that scene. I was like, y'all. I don't know if we, like, reshot it or what happened. It may there, have been a reshoot was, so we were no longer in Greece. Who knows? It was rough. Um, Here's the other thing that works about this movie is, like, it it knows it's absurd. It's not trying to be serious. It's camp. It's, it, yes. This movie is camp. It knows it. It's leaning into it. And one of the brilliant things is it did is it hired all these like super serious, renowned actors, including like renowned musical theater actors like Christine Bransky and Amanda Seyfried and, and put them. And obviously Streep is not a theater actor. Well, she is not a Broadway actor, but like theater actor is like the single most renowned actor working. Right. And put them in this completely absurd movie and the juxtaposition makes for some really like beautiful but also then super fun moments and and then it doubles down in the second one again i know but no it's advertising for our patreon if you want to hear our full discussion on the second one you can join our patreon at uh yeah uh patreon.com slash not who weekly hold up patreon.com slash hold up um I actually like as I was watching this I really miss Amanda Seyfried's like musical movie era I like I do she can can do all the prestige tv where she's like Elizabeth Holmes or whatever all she wants but like every every two to three years I need a movie musical from her that's all I'm asking like a comedy like again like we're just like bleeding into our next episodes but like we're about to watch Mean Girls where she's gonna be the funniest of the four of them like i want i want i want that back yeah again like get your emmy for elizabeth holmes get your accolades and then also like mama mia three how can i resist you i think is (laughs) that's what it would be it's mama mia mama mia here we go again mama mia how mama mia here we go again my my how can i resist like that's what number three has to be called i'll write it let me write it please we don't uh, like Meryl can come back from the spoiler alert dead. Like we like we can do it. Yeah. I got ideas. Um the other like thing about this movie that was so fun that I feel like we so rarely not not as much anymore, but like in 2008, I feel like it was rare to see women who are Meryl Streep, Christine Bransky, and Julie Walters age have as much fun in a movie as these three were having like like, i feel like a lot of their fun they're having is based on the fact that they are sexual and attractive beings yes and they're playing opposite men their own age and men the men are playing opposite women their age which is except christine brands hella refreshing (laughs) oh sure sure yes she has she has like a thing with a younger man but i just mean that like it's nice to see like pierce brosnan paired with a woman who is his age like not <laughs> I, amanda seyfried like he's not like like the if not someone, a bond they're not gonna do it now I mean? but like, like yes um, like all the women these men are given in movies are like 
at least 20 years younger than that. They are. Yes. There is a weird moment in Here We Go Again, which like maybe cut this because we'll talk about it in Here We Go Again, where he's like looking at an old picture that young him took of her. So he's like looking at a picture of Billy James. And I'm like, I don't like it. That seems so creepy. (laughs) Whereas like, I know what it is. It's him like, it's, I get like, it's not actually creepy, but I'm still just like, oh, too young for you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Particularly because he's a man who's like married to an age appropriate woman in real life. Give him age appropriate women in movies. Everyone talks about how Pierce Brosnan can't sing in this movie. No one talks about how he's supposed to be American. <laughs> not even an attempt. He's like, eh, this is my Welsh accent. What do he's, you not, he's not supposed to be like a British man living abroad. Maybe. I don't know. But in the beginning, oh. when they show their three passports, it's an right. English passport for Colin Firth, a Swedish passport for Scallon Skarsgård, and a uh, American passport for Pierce Brosnan. So either he was just like, I'm not going to do that. And they'll just believe he's like British and living abroad. Because he's not attempting any kind of not Welsh accent. No. Which I don't want him to. Like, I just you. assumed like, we were supposed to believe he was like living in America. I mean, maybe because again, like he met her abroad. Like maybe he's just well-traveled. Right. Also, there's um, a lot of details in this movie that aren't important. So why? But he's like, I have two adult children. And it's like, well, they're younger than Amanda Seyfried based on this timeline. <laughs> so how adult are they? Right. How adult are we talking? Yeah. Because she's supposed to be 20. Oh, 20. Okay. So she's 20. So they're like, maybe like maybe 19, like, right. But I guess we have to believe they're adults. We don't think he's abandoning his children to move to it, to move to Calicari to be with Meryl um, Streep. Yes. Which like, there's a line. Okay. We're going to, I know that we're like our full, here we go again. Conversation is in our Patreon episode, but we all are going to talk about spoilers. So if you don't know, like the big spoiler from here, we go again, fast forward um there's a a line at the end where he's like proposing to her right and is like let's get married and he's like it's only the rest of your life and i was like yikes i wrote down little does he know that's not gonna be that long (laughs) you're only committing to a decade it's not that long there's also a line at one point uh, where she's like, she's like, she like realizes they've all arrived there, and she's like, someone up there's fault, not my mother. And I'm like, bitch, your mother's alive, and she's share. Yes, there's also a lot of like pictures of them as younger, and it's like, like digitally altered version of the actors of like the adult grown ass men and Meryl Streep that are in this movie. And I was like, well, that's not gonna work when we actually cast different people to play these people also the way uh, amanda seifert at the beginning reads their diary has them in a different chronological order than what we're later given i don't care i don't care i don't care i don't care there's so many plot holes in this movie honestly like i could have just been like instead of taking notes about the movie i could have just made a list of plot holes like like there at one point amanda seifert and dominic cooper which speaking of which we needed to at some point like acknowledge remember when we tried to make dominic cooper a thing and it didn't really work um but anyway they like have an argument and it's like are they even going to go get married but like we never resolve it we just skip to their wedding like we're just like she does say like what do you not love me anymore he's like of course i'm doing just pissed but also like he's pissed because she tried to find her father like "Mm, i don't buy it that that whole plot argument is stupid this is stupid i don't get it i i think what they were trying to do is him be like you have a family like there are lots of people that love you myself and your mother included 
but like she's 20 she kind of has to get there on her own and then she does so yeah that was the whole time i'm like why aren't you just asking your mother to walk you down the aisle you want some random man you've never met to walk you down the aisle rather than your mother like come on right um Um, one of the changes from the theater production that i miss is so in the theater version so in this version our last summer is performed by the three men and amanda seyfried as like a montage of her getting to know them and like spending time with them which is nice but in the theater version it's a duet between Meryl Streep not Meryl Streep between Donna and Harry and is sort of like an acknowledgement of like these two people love each other but they they're not they were never really like in love with each other in the way that Donna and Sam were um it's also where he acknowledges that he's gay and like has a partner and that that is not that is like written out of this version no at the um, end he just has like a hot greek guy he's been begging the whole time which is right. a fun detail <laughs> which is fun but like he was much more like explicitly gay in the in the theater version um and i miss that piece of the puzzle like i i miss in the movie the piece of the puzzle where we see donna acknowledge her love for harry and for bill and like the past without but it feels very different than her acknowledgement of the past with Sam like the like she doesn't hate them she's not angry at them because she's not still in love with them um in the same way she is with Bill and I feel like like I miss that performance right she's still in love with Sam I miss that performance in like I wish that change hadn't been made I guess is all I'm saying but then we wouldn't have that scene where Amanda Seyfried's boobs are so big and that swimsuit true I take my hands off them they're gorgeous um, yeah mama mia 3 is going to be about like her it's her boobs are going to be characters that's all i'm saying maybe perhaps why doesn't she have a greek accent because this is just a plot hole i'm not supposed to amanda seyfried's character sophie sophie's choice she has to find out who her dad is this movie is sophie's choice was born in greece was raised in greece and is amanda seyfried <laughs> i get it she was raised by an american mother she's a very rare american mother yeah maybe she went to like american schools i don't know she sounds like she's from california it's fine um you have a greek accent right uh i don't know not necessarily i mean maybe it's hard to say i feel like there are kids who are like raised in america but like if they grow up with parents with accents like they have a little bit of an accent you know what i mean but not maybe they have like a little like sure i'm not gonna dwell on it because again i can i don't care i don't care um it's not important yeah i also like that we never see amanda seyfried's friends again they like are very they're like very important to the story here not very important but they're there here and then we never hear about them again and there is the fun scene where it's like the morning after the bachelor the the stag and hen parties the the stag do which is Um, a hilarious phrase stag do yeah um i also love 
the Voulez Vu scene. It's crazy. And everyone's doing a choreographed dance and the lighting is very cool. And it's a perfect song. And she's confused because who's her dad? And she's asked them all. It's a great scene. It's perfect. It's cinematic masterpiece. This movie deserved Oscars. But then the morning after, like both three groups of friends are like debriefing and trying to like mm-hmm. trying to figure out what they're going to do with these three men here. And it's fun. Yes. And it also like, again, I know like we're reading a lot into this like very absurd movie, but there is sort of this overarching message about like, family and found family and chosen family and it's clear that both of these women like a huge part of their chosen family is their female friendships and these women that like show up for that to for them on a greek island for this wedding and that parallel is really nice um Mm -hmm. and it's also super like some of the best scenes are between donna or Meryl Streep, Christine Bransky, and Julie Walters, and, like, seeing that friendship and seeing that the way that they, like, interact with each other and the way that they show up for each other. Um, so it's oh, really- actually friends was, in real life? Too. Like, that's just, like, they were actually- I'm going to choose to believe that. Yeah. Um, so I like that scene also because it shows the ways that, like, yes, this woman didn't <coughs> grow up with a father, but she grew up with this mother who surrounded her with this- chosen family and now she is doing that herself yes yeah it's perfect i also love the sex positive message at the end where amanda seyfried's like i don't care if you slept with a hundred men like it's totally fine you're still my mom i love you yeah this is a sex positive rom-com or maybe not a rom-com but it's like the story is like i had too much sex to know who your father is and she's like "Mm, you're the best mom (laughs) it's great i also love when men call the women they love by their last name and at the end when he's when uh pierce brosnan's proposing he calls her sheridan which is her last name. sheridan um and i fucking love that shit you tarped it for pierce then. i did pierce brosnan calling like proposing to a woman by calling her by her last name i mean that's my trope of choice i think my favorite band might be donna and the dynamos <laughs> That's why Not I have to do their band poster. I know. I have to frame it and hang it up. Um, I also love ABBA. I was at site. I've been to so many weddings in the last month. And one of them was someone who is Swedish. Like his family is Swedish. And they played one Mamma Mia song at the wedding. And I thought things were going to go wild. And it didn't go crazy enough. I was like, I, first of all, only one. Like, why not? Why aren't we doing like, the whole thing? And also we like, not even Waterloo. Like, come on. Whereas like. Then when I had gone to an Irish wedding, you just, an Elvis impersonator played their discography. I was like, this is how I go when I die. Like, this is everything I've ever wanted is to watch this like Elvis impersonator, not sing a single Elvis song, but instead do every Mamma Mia song or every ABBA song. I was like, this is honestly perfect. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh, She writes in her diary, she writes dot, 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 instead of I had sex with these men in her diary like she's just too afraid to write like we did it <laughs> we had the sex i had sex with three men also here's a question i know that like you only had to have sex once to bake a baby i've been through sex ed uh and that not a lot of it took but that did statistically we know she had sex with harry once and sex with bill once or at least like one night harry probably only once she was in a relationship with Sam. Like, Sam's the father, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
statistically, that is significantly more likely. Sure, science. Al, I'm not sure this movie is taking a whole lot of science into consideration. This movie's not taking much of anything into consideration other than just joy and absurdity. <clears throat> it's perfect. Who would you want to be your father of those three men? You get to pick. Not Sam, because you want to have sex with him. That's not. You can't do that with your father. Probably Harry. Yeah, right? Yeah. He's just like a sweet gay nerd with dogs. Mm. Yeah. With stupid hot, names. Like, it's like it's like Junior and Kipper. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just me and the dogs. He's so British in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I know um, Colin Firth is British, but there's something about this movie where it's just like always extra British. Yeah. The golden hour light and winner takes it all. WTIA. The winner takes it all. You have to leave that in. <laughs> I'm not. I will not. Um, a um, beautiful, a powerfully sung song by Meryl Streep. And she's on a cliff in Greece and there's golden hour light. Oh, stunning. So- Sophie rides up to her wedding on a donkey. I'm going to need that. Yeah. Although I love that, like, she gets to ride up this mountain on a donkey and then her bridesmaids have to, like, walk next to her. And I was like, that sucks. You're going to have to walk next to me as I ride up a mountain on my donkey. I also, I don't, this part might, you might not be able to make this happen. I want to be the same donkey I rode when we were in Greece because that donkey and I had a connection. That's donkey, donkey, 10 euro donkey, donkey. <laughs> my donkey that kept trying to fucking unalive himself off a cliff <laughs> just kept being like i'm done with this bully was trying to turn around and the old greek man who the only english words he knew were donkey donkey ten euro donkey donkey um kept yelling at him in greek and my donkey was like it's it for me i'm out and kept trying to kill himself yeah. i love him and i want i hope i hope that donkey's still alive that was nine years ago so Donkey, donkey, ten euro, donkey, donkey. I don't know how long donkeys live, but um, that one probably not that long since he was trying to kill himself. Fair and me with him, but I still I trusted. I knew. What else do you have to say about this movie? I have nothing else to say about this movie. I loved it. I can't wait to watch. Here we is go. It the again. shortest is it the shortest episode we've ever had? No, no. How long have we been talking? A little less than an hour, but. Mm. We had an episode recently that was very short because we were like, this movie sucks. We're like, this movie's perfect. Um, I have no criticisms. Not one. I mean, we've listed our criticisms, but we basically said, like, we don't care. Oh, those weren't criticisms. I was just pointing out things. <laughs> I wouldn't want, if they were fixed, I'd be like, ooh, it's too tight. You know, I don't, it's not what we're trying to do. Needed a little messy, a little messy. Why are we wasting our time on logic when I just want to see them all at the end dancing to Waterloo? It was perfection. I might now Although I go do watch think that I like performance of Waterloo at Euro- Eurovision. I do think I like the Super Trooper at the end of Here We Go Again better than the Waterloo at the end of Mamma Mia. Tough call, though. <laughs> I here's the thing. I think you might be right. Because I like Waterloo in, like, one of my yes. favorite scenes in Here We Go Again is Waterloo in Here We Go Again. Yes. Yeah. Am so I, I want end this episode and then immediately go watch Here We Go Again? Probably. Um, I said I have to wait for Ben, and though he might be relieved that I watched without him, but he has to watch both. And I've already made him watch 
regular Mamma Mia, not for this podcast, just on like a Thursday. Well, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, if you're going to be in a relationship with you, you have to have watched Mamma Mia and here we go again. Mm-hmm. Um, a man once invited me on a second date to see this movie on a rooftop. And I was like, we can go on a second date, but we can't do that because you're not invited to meet my friends yet. I was just like, I don't think it was a second date. I was like, I was like, I don't, I don't want like, mm, I'm not comfortable showing you this side of we're me. Not, and I can't, like, we're not there yet. We're not yeah. there. Yeah, it's like introducing. So it was actually kind of a relationship step when I said to Ben, I was like, I think I'm ready to have you watch me watch the movie. I mean, I honestly think that like that for you is akin to like introducing someone to like if you had children. You know what I mean? Like these are my children, Christine Bransky and Julie Walters. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was watching this movie. I like texted something to Anne and she texted me the exact same thing at the same time. And I just said, like, oh, we're best friends. And then that was in the scene where Christine Bransky and Julie Walters are um, on a boat, like, headed to the island. And I took a picture of it and said, like, this is us. And her response was, like, I don't know. We can't both be Christine Bransky. I was like, <laughs> funny, but I also know my place and I am Julie Walters. <laughs> it's fine. Um, Who do you think is a better parental figure? Julie Walters as Molly Weasley or Julie Walters as this character? <laughs> Tough call. Tough call. Speaking also, of Hagrid's dead. <laughs> Hagrid died today. Yeah, did Not, you see the, that? That is a fictional character. The actor named Robbie Coltrane died today. Yes, I did. He yes. was that old. He was only like 72. Yeah. I yeah. wonder if he was sick because he said something in this, like in the reunion thing they did a few months ago. He had some line like talking about how Harry Potter will live on forever. And one of his lines was like, I won't be here, but other people. And like, I think we all just sort of like, he's saying that because he's older, blah, blah, blah. But now I wonder like, did he know he was dying? I don't know. I don't know. But he was a delight and like the perfect Hagrid. So the perfect Hagrid. I think we will and should be drunk when we talk about here we go again. So pay us $5 for the Patreon. And then you can hear that because it's going to be as deranged as the movie. It's going to be wild. Yeah. So yes, join us on our Patreon for Here We Go Again, our next episode. What are we watching next, Allison? You already have said it. I think it's Mean Girls, but let me. It is. Mean Girls is our Halloween episode. Yes. Because we're not going to do a scary movie, but we will do a movie where there's a Halloween party. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Happy Amanda Seyfried Month, everyone. Uh, Next, we're doing Mean Girls. Do you have predictions for Mean Girls, Carrie? Uh, I'm going to love it the nostalgia is too strong for me to but i i mean i probably will have criticisms but like the nostalgia will be strong for me it's also, also nostalgia aside it's the, uh, a great movie fucking hilarious movie but yeah, yeah there's gonna be problems and it's gonna be hilarious um besides patreon where can people find us you can find us on instagram at hold underscore up underscore pod and on tiktok at hold up podcast carrie's doing uh 10 days of taylor swift songs as rom-coms and guys to quote Nene Leakes, it's getting weird. So <laughs> it is getting weird. It's been weird, but come check it out. If we were in any way tech savvy, Carrie would slice in the soundbite of Nene Leakes just going, it's getting weird. <laughs> um, but it's in like a fun way. Yes. Bye. Thank you for listening. Bye. <laughs>